Hey everybody, this is Geneva of Geneva's Closet Talk Show. Please make sure you like and share this video and subscribe to Geneva's Closet if you haven't already done so right here on YouTube. And you can follow me on Facebook at what? At Geneva's Closet. And you can email me at genevascloset22 at gmail.com. Now, let's get into this interview. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Happy Sunday. It is Sunday, isn't it? I almost forgot. I'm a little tired. I'm dragging a little bit, but that's all right though. That's usually how Sundays are. But how y'all doing everybody? How y'all doing everybody? Are you ready for part three of this interview? Finding out about who is Essie Berry. So if you've been here, Part one of the interview, we spoke to Miss Essie Berry. She is the widow of the actor Fred Rerun Berry from the hit 70s show, What's Happening? And remember, we talked about her as far as being a master cosmetologist and how does she meet Fred and their relationship and all of that stuff. And then if you were here yesterday on Saturday and you were here for part two, we talked to her about a little bit of her civil rights activism. And then we talked to her about Mary and Steve Harvey. How does she meet Mary Harvey and how does she get involved with this whole Steve Harvey thing and this co-conspirator cons co and she's extorting money and all of that type of stuff and then we also dibbled and dabbled a little bit into the whole internet troll situation because you know for a lot of people that do know about Essie Berry you probably heard her going on and on and on about Steve Harvey is harassing me and he's a troll and all of that and you probably didn't understand where that was coming from so we got into that a little bit yesterday and we're gonna get into it a little bit more today but today part three of the interview we are talking to Miss Essie Berry's bodyguard slash ex-husband because they just got a divorce in 2019 and what is that all about because even though they got a divorce they are still this tight and he is still her bodyguard but we're going to find out about him who is he who is this man and then do he got any information about rerun do he got any information about mary and steve harvey what do he got to say about essie berry we're going to get into it people and he's here hey everybody hey everybody hey how y'all doing thank you for joining me and let's get into it and we have with us us, the man that you probably done heard of but haven't seen and this is Fred Payne where is he how you doing Fred how you doing how you doing Jake how you doing today I'm doing fabulous. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. People like Essie has definitely talked about you before. I have mentioned you before too. A lot of people haven't seen you. I've seen Fred before and I've talked to Fred before. I think he's a cool guy. I actually like Fred. Two thumbs up for Mr. Fred Payne. And yes, he do have the first same the same first name as Fred Rerun Berry. Yes, this, but this is Fred Payne. So don't get him confused. We're talking to Fred Payne right now. But anyway, Fred, so I think the first question that I'm going to ask you is, where are you from? I'm from Compton, California. Born, born in LA, raised in Compton. Okay, and have you been in Compton all your life? And since you are from LA, Compton, are you in some type of gang or something? Just asking, just asking people. Yes, I was affiliated with the West Side Piru. And also was affiliated with the Northside Island Pyro out of Pomona, California. That's a little suburb outside of Compton, LA, for y'all that don't know. But y'all that know, you know. Right, because I sure did not know. But I know right now you seem to be a very spiritual man. Is that true, Fred? Yes, ma'am. The Lord is my heart. Look, 
all I know is I follow Jesus every day and I strive to do what I'm supposed to do according to him. Period. That's period, Pooh. That's period. So, Fred, how did you meet Miss Essie Berry? So now we're about to get into the story. And then remember, like I told you, you can expound, you know, say whatever you want to say about this whole thing. But how did you come across Miss Essie Berry? I met Essie Berry in Barstow, California, back in 2009, a little bit after my first granddaughter was born. I was on a job out there and, uh, I was at the house and I always wear hats. So everybody that know me know I have a hat on my head. I ain't got no hat on my head right now because I just ain't got a hat on my head. But anyway, I needed a hat. I didn't really need a hat, but I wanted a hat. So just an excuse to get out the house, actually. So I jumped in my car and I rode to where they sell the hats. The hat store didn't have the hat that I wanted. So I rode to the local local little uh they had like a little flea market swap meet type thing there. I rode over there and I seen I pulled up and I seen I seen Essie. She was on the phone. You know, I was like, dang, you know, not like little short women. I was like, damn, little short, little short, sexy up. So I was like, you know, I was walking and she spoke. She said, How you doing? I said, Hey, how you doing? And I kept it moving, you know, because she was on the phone. I kept it moving, went to the back of the store, see if they had my hat. They didn't have my hat. You know, so when I came back, I seen her. She was inside the store. She was in the front, and she spoke again. And I spoke to her, and she was inside like a little booth thing there. And I said, like, "What's happening up in here?" She would tell me what she did up in there. So we just sat down. And I just got to talking to her. You know, not that I was trying to hit on her or anything. It's just I was just talking to her. Then when I seen her, she looked up at me. Then when she looked up at me, it was something. I don't know, there's something that touched my spirit, you know? And I was like, well, dang, what's happening? You know, so I was like, let me holler, let me holler at her. So I was, we were hollering, we were talking back, we were going back and forth. And I was compelled to stay there and keep conversating with her. Because normally I don't do that. I mean, I'm not into, I don't be like, I try and sound conceited or nothing, but I'm not the type of dude, I don't be chasing after women and stuff. You know, if I happen to see one, they catch my eye and I'm interested. I'm a holler at her and she can't say one thing off or anything like that. I'm gone. I ain't going to keep pursuing. I don't do that, you know, but there's just something about her that kept me interested, kept me intrigued, kept me wanting to know more about her. So I stayed and I continued to conversate with her and I continued to conversate with her. I felt my spirit draw more closer to her. You know, she reminded me of somebody very special to me, which was my aunt that raised me. I guess it's because of her southern roots, but I didn't know that at the time, you know. But I can I can I can see she was from the south because I can tell by her accent. But far as you know, far as her uh, being like me connecting her to my aunt, I just felt something from her because my aunt. I, when I looked at my aunt, but that raised me, I felt the same about her. Far as you know, a connection and the utmost respect and stuff like that, you know. And I've seen an innocence in her, you know what I'm saying? And then when I sat down and talked to her, I was intrigued with her story. And I was like, well, dang, that's kind of messed up. You know, and like, it was like people was like looking for her and stuff like that, you know? And that's not cool, because I don't believe in men disrespecting women and women being disrespected, period. 
you know? So I was like, well, what's happening? I mean, can I, you know, you need some assistance? What can I do? You know, I mean, I was just trying to offer anything I can to like, you know, be there for her to help comfort her, you know, not saying that she was all frantic and broke down and all that, but I just wanted to be a part of protecting her in any way that I can at that time. I didn't even know her. It's just something about it, like I said. So does that mean that, okay, so is that when you became her bodyguard? So you became her bodyguard first then? Yes, ma'am. What we did was we we talked and we was talking and she didn't tell me right out nothing about rerun. But when she was talking, you know, like I'm not as dumb as I look. So just by listening to her conversation, I picked up on that. I said, well, dang, I said, I said, would you, you related to rerun or something? Just from her conversation. And she didn't even say rerun. And she said, how'd you know? I said, just, I just picked that up, you know? And then she proceeded to tell me that, you know, somebody was, you know, she was, that's when she was dealing with the suit and fest thing and people looking for her and all that, you know? And I was like, well, dang, you know, I said, well, hey, where you stay at? You know, she told me where she stayed at and whatever, and we got to talking. So I told her, I said, look, I got my number. You know, I had her number. We exchanged numbers. And we just started, you know, I just started making myself more available. I didn't have nothing going on anyway. The job I was waiting for, I was working, but we was, we was like shut down for a minute, you know? So I had to wait to go back to work, you know, for the type of work that I was doing. So I was shut down and I had a lot of time on my hands and I wasn't working. I was bored and get out and do something. You can only push, do so many push-ups and do so many weights. You know, I had to get out and get some sun, you know? Okay, so when did y'all start dating? Uh, dating, I don't know who you actually call it dating. We just started hanging out. You know what I'm saying? If she needed to go somewhere, I was driving her. You know, if she wanted something to eat, I said, hey, you hungry? We go get something to eat. You know, uh, dating, I don't, I don't even think I've really ever really been on a date. You know, I was like, I go, I, you know, I always go scoop some girl up, say, come on, let's go, so let's go do this. And like I finished when I dropped them off, you know, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I get, I don't know if you want to call it dating. That was dating. That was right, look, right after, right soon as we met, I started making myself available to her. You know, she came to the house. She met my granddaughter. You know, she met, you know, she met my daughter-in-law, you know, and, and all that. So when did the whole um, marriage thing come in? So what made y'all get married? I had got, shortly after we met, I had got called on the job to go work, do a, do a job in Las Vegas at a power plant. Everybody don't know I'm a boilermaker, but I was a boilermaker by trade. We built power plants, we built oil refineries, we built solar fields, and we maintained them. Well, we had a shutdown we had to go do in right outside Las Vegas, Nevada. So... I was gonna be gone. We just had a brand new grandbaby. My daughter was at the house. So Eskimo they met and everything. I gave us a key to the house. I said, look, stay here and you know, look after her. Be good, you know. And then I ended up taking her on the road with me so that she could be with me so I can keep an eye on her.
So is that when y'all got married on the road? Did did you marry her on the road or like like when did that? Happen? Yeah, we're not on the road, but we got married, and like I said, I I uh I figured she was gonna be with me, and I wanted everything to be like right. And she was like, "Well, I don't know you. I'm just not gonna just go on the road with you. You know, I only do that with my husband and stuff like that." So well, let's go on and get married so we can make this right, so you can be comfortable and calm down. You know, and then I can do what I do. You know, so we went and got married, uh, April 9th, two thousand and nine. It was an Easter. You know, they keep changing Easter every year, but it's Easter Resurrection Sunday. Actually, that's what I prefer to call it. it on Resurrection Sunday, we got married in Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow, I didn't know that y'all got married in Las Vegas. Okay, so do you feel like, well, now hearing the story, so were y'all in love when you got married or were y'all just doing it so, you know, it can be comfortable for y'all on the road, y'all knew each other? I mean, like, was it really love in there? I loved her. I, lo I still love her. I mean, I, ain't nothing going to stop me from loving her. I love her, you know. I have been married two times before, and... I can't even say the marriages was love, you know what I'm saying? But I love her and I, I was, yeah, I was in love with her. Yeah, 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 I was in love with her. Okay, look how Fred said that. He was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was in love with her, I was in love with her. So Fred, do you think that you were ever um, maybe intrigued by the fact that she was the widow of Fred Rerun Barry, or that had nothing to do with y'all's relationship? No, I mean, she was a widow of Rerun. I mean, Rerun was just some dude that danced on TV, pop locked on TV. I used to watch him. I mean, I used to, I mean, what? I mean, it was just another dude. He just happened to be on TV. I'm not starstruck like that. That kind of stuff don't turn me on. You know what I'm saying? I was intrigued. I was like, well, dang, this is dude widow. And how did he get her looking at him? You know what I'm saying? That's that was out. That was what I was thinking. I didn't think, you know, excuse me, but how this dude get hurt? You know, look at look at him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, dang. But no, it it, it just what intrigued me was the fact that how these people, once I heard the story, heard the whole story. I mean, y'all need to realize I've been with Essie since 2009. So everything that Essie been through, I was there right beside her, right by her side. So everything, I know a lot of stuff. Just, just for y'all, y'all, especially y'all out there in the bushes, peeking around the corners, trying to hide up under the bed and stuff. Y'all know who I'm talking to. I know everything, okay? I know a lot of things. Y'all better stop playing with him. Fred told you he already know. And since Fred done brought it up, he said that he's been there the whole time. We might as well just go ahead and get right into this whole Mary and Steve thing. So, uh, uh, Fred, when did this whole Steve, Mary thing first pop up for you? And give us your side of the story. We, we done heard Essie tell her side a lot of times, but now we're hearing it from you. What happened? Tell us the details, your side of this story. Okay. I got called to go do a job in uh, St. John's, Arizona. Y'all that don't know, it's off the 40, going toward New Mexico. It's up in the mountain, the White Mountain region. It don't get hot out there, so no, it wasn't hot, it was cold. But was I, I got called to go do a job. It was a long-term job, me and Essie went. And uh, 
I eventually got Essie on that job, but at this particular time, she wasn't on the job. She had a lot of downtime, and she got she had got contacted by a couple of producers, some ladies, and they was talking about doing a reality show called Widow Wives and Exes. And we was running about it. That's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. And she had talked to, uh, I guess it was reruns, uh, one of his managers or one of his longtime buddies or something. She had found this dude after like 30-something years. You know, she had found him. You know, and, and I was like, well, dang, you know, that right there, I was like, well, dang, girl, she's she kind of bad, you know. She, she, she bought that. She bought a business. So, you know what I'm saying? She bought a business. So I, then that, now that really intrigued me. You know, and I was like, well, shoot, I'm glad I grabbed on to this because I'm going to hang on to this. I ain't no dummy like I said earlier. You know, I might look like one, but I ain't no dummy. So I hung on to her. I said, like, yeah, okay. But anyway, getting back to the story, we were sitting there, and she was like, well, hey, I need uh, they're going to use all the reruns X's. And I was like, okay. And she said, well, we need, a couple, we need some more uh, uh, celebrity widows, celebrity wives, and, you know, people that, you know, and I think at that particular time, I think Betty Murphy's wife, him and her, was having issues. And I think Mark, one of R. Kelly's wives. And then we, cause we used to always watch, we used to always watch Family Feud, you know. And uh, Family Feud just happened to be coming on. I heard, I heard Steve Harvey's voice on Family Feud. And I was like, I look. And I remember uh, looking on the internet one day, and I just happened to see, you know, uh, Mary Harvey, Steve Harvey's widow, I mean, Steve Harvey's wife, you know, she did an interview, but I just stopped to look at it. I just happened to see that. And that jumped in my mind. I was like, well, damn, don't Steve Harvey got an ex-wife or something? And she was like, yeah. And I said, well, she might be pretty good, you know, because we, we were just throwing names, throwing stuff out there. So she reached out to her. She did her research like she do. I mean, research, man, she be researching, okay? She did her research like she do. <laughs> came across, came across Mary, found Mary, started conversating with Mary. I'm in the, I'm in the front, and I'm seeing her talking. And she always on the phone talking. So I know she was talking to, but she was talking. And I was like, "What the hell are you talking to?" She said, "I was talking to Mary Harvey." So Mary, you talking about Steve Harvey? I said, "You found her?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "She down?" She said, "Yeah, she down." I was like, "Cool." She said, "But she can't say. She, there's certain things she can't say." And I said, "What well, she can't say?" She said. Uh, they had told her she's under gag order. I said, she's under gag order. What do, put, I mean, I don't understand why she's under gag order. You know, who do that? You know, like she was married to the dude. Let her tell her, tell her truth. You know, tell the story. You know, and I, I just, it just sounds kind of weird to me. But she just said, you know, so she just started talking to her. You know, uh, she'd be on the phone for hours and hours. I ended up talking to her. I talked to Barry for hours. And hours on the phone, and she was breaking a lot of stuff down to me. And I was like, well, dang. Not that I ever really, I really never really gave a thought about Steve Hart. Like I said, he was just some dude on TV. I thought he was a pretty good uh, host. And uh, I used to watch the Steve Harvey show when he was a teacher in school, him and said, and all that. I used to watch that, you know, but it wasn't like I broke my neck to get to the TV to turn it on so I wouldn't miss an episode. It wasn't nothing like that. It was just, when I felt like watching TV and that happened to be on, I happened to watch that, you know, but after hearing what Mary was telling me, I'm like, well, dang, you know, and just uh, when the, when the, the receipts start coming in, the actual proof that this, I started like, well, dang, dude, this is a straight piece of work. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was like, well, wow. You know, so that kind of even drew me toward 
toward Mary even that much more because my heart went out to her for because I can't see that a man who professes himself to be a man, a real man, do what he did to this woman, this black queen. You know, I couldn't understand that. And then I seen the thing about the boy, what he did to his boy. You know, I was abused as a child, you know, so I know. You know, I wasn't abused to the extent that he wasn't abused, but I was abused as a child, and I thought that was kind of messed up. You know, for this man who's on TV, millions of people love him, and he's giving all this advice to do this to his son, his seed, flesh of his flesh, you know, for him to do that baby like that. And that kind of like, I was like, like, wow, how could you do that, dude? You know? And, uh, hey, I just, I didn't think very highly of him. I never really thought Barry Hallam, because like I said, he was just some other dude. You know, I gave him his props because he a black man just like me, and he a couple of years older than me, you know? And this dude, I mean, you say from uh, Ohio, somewhere in Ohio, somewhere, you know? So I'm like, well, damn, they got streets. I made, you know, he came out here and he brought us up. He, he, got, he came up, you know, and he's getting recognition. And I was like, well, cool. I was like, you know, I was giving him his props on that, you know, dude, you know, came up, you doing your thing, you know? But then when I seen that, you know, I was like, you know, how could you do this over here and then come over here like this and be trying to be one way over here? If you're going to do something, be the same way all the time, you know, because once in the dark, we'll come to light, you know? And then, I'm sorry, Fred, I accidentally pressed the button, but I did want to ask you, how did you feel? Because I know Mary was like in and out of this whole thing with Essie while she was sitting there fighting on the internet by herself. How did you feel about that? Seeing your wife at the time, because at this time she was your wife, on the internet kind of fighting by herself and Mary being in and out of it. One minute she involved, next minute she not involved. What was your feelings on that? You know, she was by, she was fighting by herself, but she wasn't really by herself because I was right there at her side. And then when she needs to be comforted, I comfort her. You know what I'm saying? Did I get tired of it, times? Hell yeah, I got tired of it. You know what I'm saying? But I was always there for her and would continue to always be there no matter what nobody say, think, or feel. You know? Ain't nobody finna scare me away with those scary videos, the little scary phone calls. This dude was calling. Look, where I come from, when you get drunk, we call you, we say you wet. This dude called, he wet and thirsty at the same time, calling her at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning with these um, uh, obnoxious phone calls. And stuff. I'm sitting right beside him listening to this cat, you know? Okay. Because what Fred is talking about now is Fred, because when Fred said he, he was making phone calls 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, Fred is talking about Steve Harvey. Now, we're going to get Fred side of this because we've always been hearing Essie saying that Steve Harvey and Marjorie and them are stalking her. And a lot of people hear her saying that and they like, oh, she crazy. Steve Harvey's a millionaire. He wouldn't be on that stalking you. But Fred has said the exact same thing. Now, he's sitting back there with Essie with the phone calls, the text messages, all of that stuff. So now we're hearing what Fred have to say about it. So Fred, what you're telling us is that you are saying that this, you feel like this is Steve Harvey. This was Steve, Marjorie, all of them. So tell us all of it, uh, Fred. Okay, at the, first, at, the, at the beginning of these phone calls, that was Steve Harvey, but he was drunk. You know what I'm saying? And he was too upset. The things that he was saying, calling her out her name and stuff. Mind you, when I seen that he built uh, what he did to his son, my mind I already considered him as being a little punk anyway. You know what I'm saying? 
Because what real man do that? And then when you just calling her bitches and hoes and all that, what real man do that anyway? I don't understand that. You know, so that means he has that in him. That means that's what he was rejecting what he was. He was letting that come out during his drunkardness, you know. And then, of course, his wife, she don't want to hang on to the bag, you know, because if I understand, she used to be with, with the dudes getting their money on back in Tennessee, you know, big money. You know, so she used to get paid. She used to have her money. And I can't knock that. You know, she was a little cutie pie. I understand all that. You know, Steve was lucky that he got her. You know what I'm saying? And he had to hang on to the best way he can. And Essie coming out, busting him out like she was. And I got to give it to her. She was holding her own. But hey, she was fighting with women. Even him. She, as far as I'm concerned, he was a woman. Even this other dude on this other channel, on these uh, channels that's coming at her, are women. One of them hiding behind the door. What real man hide behind the door, calling the one people, you're a bitch, you're a hoe, you're this, you're a ball hitter. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I don't understand that. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around that. You know, what real man does that? It's just sad. Absolutely, that's very true. Now, I heard in the midst of this whole troll thing that some of your family members went over there. Now, what family members went over there? And how do you feel? Like, what is that all about, Fred? So some of your family members, I mean, so what was it? They they just don't like Essie? They mad at you about something in the past? Or they don't like the fact that you with Essie? But what would cause your family members to go on the side of the troll people that are stalking Essie on the internet, on YouTube? Well, my stepsister went over there, yeah, and yeah, you are my stepsister, believe me. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. I know the whole story. You need to ask yourself why mom was treating you the way she was when you was younger, why you was being called the name she was being called. You need to understand why. You never know why, because I never told you why. I know why. You know, I know why. So, but anyway, Essie... Well, Essie has a real good heart. I mean, she has a big heart, heart bigger than her, you know, and she's always giving. She's always wanting to help somebody. Her mouth is his mouth is as big as her heart, too, because, you know, she's going to speak her opinion. She's going to hear. She don't want you to hear what she got to say. I don't care if she said it 50 million times. She's still going to want you to hear. It, you know what I'm saying? But she she was she had asked me when we first got together. She was like, well, hey. Why you don't, you know, you got sisters, you know, and all this. Why you don't reach out to them? I said, well, there's a, I told her, I said, there's a reason why I don't do that. You know, I said, uh, I said, I just, I just left it at that. I didn't go into the full detail why I didn't do that or whatever. She said, well, look, I got a sister and, you know, and then it, she just broke hers down, you know? So I was like, well, I just, I just said, hey, I don't, I just have certain reasons. I, I didn't tell her exactly why. And I'm not going to tell everybody all my business like that anyway, because none of y'all business, you know, but. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to be like that with them uh, because I knew how they are. But anyway, Essie, this particular sister, Essie done, done things for her, helped her out. She was showing on some funds. Essie broke her off. I didn't want to send her none, nothing. Essie broke her off. You know what I'm saying? Essie made sure that she gave her, she gave her the money. Essie went and did the girl's hair weaves and, and all this her daughter was having issues at a job that she worked at and as he stepped in you know in the uh 
civil rights activist capacity to make sure that you know the daughter's rights wouldn't be violated. You know, and I mean, this is back 2016. I got a card here. You know, how you get little cards, uh, birthday cards, and Mother's Day card, Father's Day card, and you have a tendency to keep them. I got a card here. This card right here from my sister, my stepsister. Okay, I don't know if y'all can see that. This is dated. This is dated. Hold on, let me see. 2016, see that date down there? Okay, this is her handwriting. I'm gonna read it to y'all, cause I don't know how to get do this. It's my first time on camera. It said, Essie, I want you to know it is a pleasure having you as a sister in my life, many blessings. She signed it and her little daughter signed it. That's it right there. This is back in Mother's Day, 2016. Okay, so she feeling like this. She wrote it on a card. She spent her money on the card. She spent $2.75 on this card. Did the envelope, made it out, put Essie's name on it, okay, and presented it to her. She was feeling this in her heart at that time, okay? So why all of a sudden, it's a whole different story when it comes to Essie, you know? I don't, I don't understand. And then when it comes to me, but I can understand why it doesn't come to me because I have, they already know, they know, they know that I really don't care about what anybody think about me or say about me or whatever. Cause I'm gonna do me anyway, regardless of what, what you feel. They already know that about me. And they know that I'm gonna speak my mind, you know? But her and Essie was tight. I mean, they was cool. I wouldn't say they was tight, tight like that, but they was cool. Essie used to talk to her on the phone. The girl needed a few dollars. She got had a few dollars. Like I said, she needed her hair done. She had her hair done. I bought Essie a $300 wig one time. She ended up getting to a little niece. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know. I just, all I know is the girl, I don't know what's, what's going through her mind. I know that she had probably has a lot of time on her hands, you know, and uh, she was always talking about her boyfriend that nobody ever really met, you know. And for what I understand, there's a there's a clown on that other page that's stalking Essie, who we truly believe is this this uh, one of Steve's homeboys, uh, Ricky Anderson, Tricky Ricky, I call him, but Ricky Anderson, he's an attorney or something, you know. And she's calling this dude her baby daddy. Now, you need a man that much, that bad, that you got to call this clown your baby daddy. I mean, you know, but hey, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to go and push past that. Okay, now. So, wait a minute. You said she called Ricky Anderson her baby daddy? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's that thing. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know. And I truly believe that they're jealous of me and Essie's relationship. You know, Essie's the type of girl, I be in the bed, okay? I wake up in the middle of the night like, hey, show you something to, you know, something to eat. Right when I'm thinking something like that, here come Essie. You hungry? I'm like, what? No, you didn't just ask me if I was hungry. Hell, don't I look hungry? I stay hungry. My big ass, I'm 300 pounds. You know, I stay hungry. So... This girl was going to the kitchen. 
She won't make me no egg sandwich and stuff like that you throw together. She's going to do me a steak, do me some grits, some egg, some toast, you know what I'm saying? Squeeze of lemonade, I mean, orange juice, lemonade, whatever, whatever at the particular time. And come back in there and say, hey, your food ready. You know, if I don't like sitting in my bed, I'm like, I got to go to the table and eat. So she come get your food. We go and get my food. I eat. We clown. We go back. She go back to her room. I go to my room. You know, yeah, we have separate. Yes, and we do have separate rooms. We slept in separate beds because if we want to come, if we want to get with each other, we can go either place to get with each other. I'm a big dude. I need my room. I snore, you know, and if I'm holding on to her, I squash her. You know what I'm saying, Pope? Dang, she's only four foot nine. You know, didn't I tell you I'm over 300 pounds? So, you know, she had a little spot. She stayed on the phone all hours of night. I ain't trying to hear that. She watched TV all hours of night. I ain't trying to hear that. I go in there and listen to my oldies. I read my Bible, do me a few push ups, and take my butt to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing. Oh, that is so cute, y'all relationship. That's funny. You was like, man, I'm thinking that I'm hungry. Essie coming up, baby, you hungry? Let me go ahead and make you a steak and some grits and some eggs and some toast and some. I can't wait till I move out there because I'm hungry too. You know, Fred, I want to eat. You know, can can I get a plate too with Fred, Essie? Hey, hey, she going to make sure you eat. She going to feed you. That's for sure. She going to make sure you eat, you know. But it ain't just one side. I get down too now. But hey, but she 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 gonna make sure you eat. She gonna make she gonna she gonna take care of you. She good. She good people. She had a real good heart. You know what I'm saying? She made the stay behind. You see this? Y'all see the stay behind me? She made this. She said, "Take me to the store." I took it up to uh, uh, Home Depot and bought some stuff. Hey, you need some sticks? What you finna do now? She always doing something. So what you finna do now? She bought some sticks. She went and got some yarn and stuff, and she was in here doing this. Why? Probably why she was on the phone talking to you. Doing this. And I said, what's that? She said, I'm going to make you something. I said, okay. She said, what cost? I said, of course, I want red and black, you know? So she made this. She made it for me. Ain't nobody ever done that for me. You know? Nobody took that time out to make for me. And she didn't stop making it until it was completed. She didn't stop like the day and took it two, three weeks to do it. She done this and probably took her like three days, if that, you know, because she had other things she was doing. You know, she was doing shows with you. You know, she was doing, helping people, uh, people to be conscious. She's always talking to somebody. She's always trying to help somebody, you know. So, of course, I'm going to be there for her. Husband or not, I'm going to be there. I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? As long as I got breath in my lungs, I will be there for Essie Berry. Period. You know. Won't he do it, people? Won't he do it? Everyone of us need a Fred in our life. We need a little bit of Fred sprinkled in our life. Now, Fred, now look, I'm about to bring this up. I don't know how you're going to feel about this question. Answer it however you may, okay? But I'm only, only bringing this up because Miss Barry brought it up. So, hey, yeah, know, whatever. Miss Barry, because you said that y'all sleeping separate, because actually I had forgot to even put this on my questions, but you brought it up. You said y'all sleep in separate rooms. Um, you said it don't matter, married or not, you're going to be there for her, you with her, and because y'all got a divorce in 2019. Miss Barry said y'all, um, in eight years, y'all haven't had sex. So you got any words on that, Mr. Payne? Well, far, far as I'm concerned, like I said, that's nobody's business, what we have and what we don't have. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm not on here to tell my business. I'm on here to get, and tell, tell you about me and Essie Berry to an extent. What goes on behind in the bedrooms and all that, that's nobody's business, period. But y'all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, because I thought I heard Miss Barry in the background. I thought I heard Miss Barry. Okay, well, here go another question about y'all relationship that you can choose to answer how you may. Um, why y'all get a divorce in 2019? Like, what's that all about? Especially since y'all still together, I guess. I don't know. Like, what? what is the status of y'all relationship? But why did y'all get a divorce? Look, we got the divorce because, look, me and Essie's together. You know, I love Essie, you know. And I was always a bodyguard. When I met her, I was a bodyguard and I kicked in as a bodyguard, period. I've never really, I've been married, like I said, but I've never really been married. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and also, though, really, though, how my family did her, how, you know, she uh, came in, you know, with open arms, wanted to embrace everybody, but then she ended up clashing with everybody, you know. Every, I mean, when I say everybody, I mean everybody, you know. And, well, not everybody, but, you know, they know who they is. You know what I'm saying? They ain't, I ain't even going to mention them because they know who they is. But it's it's just sad, you know, for her to, to be, knowing that I what I know about her, for her being the way that she's been as far as loving and all that, for them to, like, shun her and turn their back. How would somebody want to be in a relationship like that with somebody that you married, that you took their last name? So every time you go to Easter, oh, not Easter. He's saying Easter. Every time you go to functions and stuff that has to do with them, that they're at, how you would feel like you'd eyeball out when you're married into this particular family. You know, I even feel like the eyeball out when I go to some of them and I don't even go to them anymore. It's just, it's just, it's just sad, you know. So it's it's best that, you know, she she be we not be married because we're always gonna be connected. Essie is my family, okay, period. She's my family, you know? I've spoken to some of her family on the Chicago side. One of her sons called me Pops, you know what I'm saying? Her grandkids, I'm their grandfather. We family. Whether we married or not, we gonna stay family, you know? And what anybody think about that, think what you think, period. Yeah, well, you know what? I just think that it's because that means since 2009, it's 11 right now. Y'all been together for 12 years. She got a divorce in 2019, and y'all still together. Maybe not in a relationship, but you're still there. Well, Miss Barry done popped herself. Get in the, the Miss Barry. Look, look how Fred looking. Miss. <laughs> oh. I was like, well, damn. So you know I got something to do today, and she was gone. She, when'd you get back? She missed go. Hey y'all, you go. I just wanna, I just wanna pop in. Hey everybody, love y'all. I love this interview. It was amazing. Let me be quiet. Sorry. God, this woman done popped out of nowhere, and then I'm looking at her hair. What she done did to her hair? I'm telling this damn master cosmetologist stuff. Uh, we 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 never gonna see this woman one way. She's always looking another way. Miss Barry, what are you doing now? Uh, look, we would love to see y'all dynamic. Fred, what you gotta say? Hey, all I know is every time I turn around, I got a different woman in the house. You know, one day she got braids, 
Next day she got this. Next day she got that. Hey, when she braided her hair, it don't take her no time to do it either. I mean, she saw Brady. Something like braiding my hair. I said, yeah, okay. How long going to keep it in? Well, I like this style. I'm going to keep this style. I said, we're going to get down there, girl. I go to bed, wake up. She done. And I ain't talking about no big big braid. I'm talking about little micro braid. They call them micro braids. And I've been around long enough to know. I can tell when you got a weave in your head. I can tell when your lace front ain't all right. I can tell the ponytails. I can tell all that because I've been around her enough. You know, I've just seen that. You know, but she she do what she do. I have to give her props. I really admire her. Uh, she's very uh, she really she really do intrigue me. And uh, I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? She can sing. She knew we didn't just we did some uh, songs. You know, uh, I had her in the booth. You know, a couple of little, one of the homies and had her in the booth. We did some songs. I made a couple of beats for her. You know, and I was like. I excuse anime. I mean, not the beating part, but you know, I made her, you know, anime. You nah, know. he he, yeah. he turned into Ike in that booth, y'all. I'm telling you that. Nah. He only called me and be like, I, anime, 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 get in the booth, bro. And he talked like that when we was in the studio. Just saying. So, a lot of that music that y'all do here, a lot of that music that y'all do here and the beats and stuff, Fred did all that. I just put the words to you give me a beat, then I can do it. And the young lady, too, I want to just let you know, we'll do you some music later. I don't want to interrupt this interview because he's going to clown me on here. I'm done. Yeah. Wow. Essie, so did you listen to the interview? And if you did listen to it, okay, so what is, because um, Fred just gave his opinion on the whole troll situation, y'all relationship. So you got anything you want to say about that? And the people said you look pretty, girl. Um, thank you for the people about how I look. I appreciate that. I'm just gonna be pretty all the time. Nothing about this man on my head. I'm pretty yesterday, day before, day before that, and day before that. Um, the trolling thing, I hate it happen because it's Fred's family, and I thought that we had a, a better relationship than that. But I can't look at that because God has allowed me to grow so tremendously. No matter how it may seem with me and Fred. We are family, and I no matter what they do on those pages, and this family got paid. I believe they got paid with Twinkies and everything else too. I'm just saying, and it's okay now because, like he said, he had been there. Because sometimes even with you, Geneva, I would talk about it, but I couldn't believe that people who are bloodline, including my bloodline, would talk to some people that's behind masks and ghosts and clown faces and you don't even know them and they're setting you up what did they gain by doing that what did they gain by stalking me what did they gain by disrespecting their brother on some people pages that they didn't know who do that though for real though i mean like people that you don't even know i mean if you hate me you dislike me you got an issue with me that's cool like you said yesterday g call me on the phone text me f you you know whatever 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 you know, so I can go on and clown you and send you on your way. You know what I'm saying? But for you to just go on some random, random fool's page, I like to call them intellectual morons. That's what I like to call them. That's exactly what they are. Because all they're going to do is hide behind the keyboard. A lot of them, are, you can tell a lot of them are attorneys. And I think one of them is a judge, you know, and, uh, 
paralegals or whatever, they sitting behind the keyboard. The only thing you're going to say, oh, we're going to gag you. We're going to put a warrant against you if you don't shut up. They're like dogs barking behind a fence. You open up the fence, they stop barking. You walk up to them, they back up. But when they back up, barking with the tail between their legs. And now one of them going to come running through that fence and going to do nothing. They're going to bark. Then when you close the, close the gate, they're going to bark again. They'll be trying to tear the gate down. Bunch of intellectual morons. Essie, you look so small next to Fred. You look like an itty bitty little thing. You over there behind his back. We can barely see you, girl. Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> and then like I was just saying, look, just seeing y'all two together, regardless of the divorce in 2019, you can tell that y'all two definitely have a, I mean, well, look, I talk to you every day on the on the phone, two, three, nine, ten times a day. And, and I hear Fred in the background. Fred is always there. Fred, Fred always got your back. Now, this is my first time seeing y'all on camera together. Y'all look cute together. Oh, sis, look at Nana, Y'all look so cute together. Go ahead, Fred. What you got to say? Hey. <laughs> she be beating me up, though, y'all. You know, hey, let me tell y'all something. The first time she got, we got together, right? First time she got mad, she sunk her foot and folded her arms and stuck her foot. I just looked and just started laughing. Then she got on the bed and just started jumping and stomping up on the bed. I'm like, well, damn. I said, hey, you better stop before you fall off and hurt yourself and turn to walk away. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, damn. Then she get mad because, look, I'm tall. You know, I'm like 6'5". So I put, I mean, I don't think. I just like when I put stuff away, I just put it to where I just put it away. You know what I'm saying? And then she get mad coming in. She got a tongue hanging out of her mouth on a chair or a bucket or whatever. She's try, trying, trying to reach, reach something. And then she gets mad and frustrated because she can't reach it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, dang, I can't help that you're a couple of inches taller than a midget. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, I, I just, I just find that, you know, it's just funny. You know, since I've been with her for a while, I try to be mindful of her shortness oh, and try to accommodate her in her shortness. You know what I'm saying? I'll leave something down for her. And if I know that she's going to be using it, I'll leave it down. If I want to put it, I'll put it up. Just like, for instance, one day I went to the store. I knew you were going to tell it. I bought some candy. I got my version. Hold up. When you tell this version, I got my version. I knew he was going to tell this shit. Okay, go ahead. I have go ahead. I went to the store. I bought some candy. I said, hey, is there anything else you need out the store? She got hers. I got mine. Okay, so I got mine. I took mine to the house. I ate mine. The rest of it I put away, you know. She had hers. She ate, I don't know what she, like I say, I went in my room doing my thing. And she was eating hers, whatever she did with her ended up gone. So I'm in my room chilling a couple of days later. And I was like, well, damn, let me go get my candy bar. And I had it in my stash spot, you know, that only I can reach. And I have to kind of like stretch to get to it. I come out to get it. And I looked up there and it was gone. I even got a ladder to look up there myself. I like, know I put it over here. You know, it was gone. And I asked her about it. And then she's going to tell me she ate it. So I'm like, well, why you eat mine when I ask you, do you want? He went off. He you know, went off. Yeah, he really... went off. If y'all ever seen that Snicker commercial on TV, homeboy went off about that Snicker. Look, I was. <laughs> 
it was like it, it was it, that, that was really frustrating. And 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 you asked, did she ever get on my nerve? Hell yeah, she got on my nerve that day. Okay. She really did, y'all. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, now where to go? Okay, so y'all, it was at nighttime. You don't we want me to drive, right? So now that ate my chocolate, I ain't got no chocolate, but I can't drive. What the hell I was supposed to do, right? He hit it, he didn't tell you where he hit it. It was no damn stash spot. He tall, y'all, so he gonna put everything I he don't want me to see on tall shelves. His bedroom a little dark, so I said, lift by the kitchen. It was up in the kitchen on the back shelf. I had to get up on the ladder, then the cabinet to get that snicker. He didn't look for that snicker. It would seem like as soon as that dude knew I ate that snicker, he's like, do, 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 do. And then he went to go get it. That snicker said about four days when he even thought about it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And then the funny thing about this is Fred's face. The whole time Fred talking, he's serious. You got that serious look while SC talking. He straight, straight faced it about a Snickers. Fred is serious about this damn Snickers. Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> I'm still hot about that Snickers. And that happened years ago. Even to this day, I buy something and I have to stash it in a totally different spot. I didn't find stuff I just stashed and I forgot where I stashed you it. You know why? Because now you want to try to stash it low because he don't think I'm going to look low for it because I'm 4.9. He stopped putting no tower shit because I got a ladder for every height in the house. So stop it. And then the fool thing, how you looking about that fool? He be serious about eating. I don't care what you talking about. He's serious about his meal. And if he ain't ate, watch out now. And I have to say, he is not the same man that I knew 12 years ago. And our relationship has grown. And nobody can even say that you can't be married to a dude and still have fun with him. Because we clown all the time, every day, all day. Because it's just funny. I look in the mirror myself and be smiling. This how he look. <laughs> this how he look. But, I am, what? but I am smiling. Oh. I'm just smiling on the inside. Oh. You know? Oh. Oh, that's what that was. Oh, that was the smile. Oh, I couldn't even, I, I didn't even know that's what that <laughs> Fred is Y'all two are hilarious. I, I I mean, like, this was fun. Somebody said, Fred, have you ever been a wrestler? Someone wants to know. And did you say 6'5"? And Essie about 4'3"? Oh, my God. He sat down. He, he sat down and I'm standing up. So when he stand up, I come to his waist. Sometimes I don't even want to sit by him or stand by because they think I'm his kid instead of somebody else. I'd be like, okay, I'll be on this side, you know? Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Essie, did you say you're standing up and Fred is sitting down? Girl, bye. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, a wrestler, let me tell you something. Okay, one time when I had first met him, he did something and I was pissed. I don't think he wanted me to drive the car or something. And I said, okay. And I threw some keys at him and he was bent down like this. Y'all, he rose up like the exorcist. He's like, he turned around. I thought, oh shit. I ran. I jumped on the bed and it was a long way down the hallway. By the time I got to the bed, I was up on the bed like this. Nigga, if you go get me, I want to see you knock me out. I was scared as hell. I never did that again in my life. I did I did, I did, did some wrestling in, when I was back in high school. I played football. 
uh, when we was younger, we used to go to the park. Uh, when I was in Compton, younger, you know, me and my cousins, we used to, and us little, little dudes, we used to run to the park up there. They had like a little box of it. We used to do that. My dad used to, uh, he used to teach martial arts in the military. You know, he was a karate and judo instructor. And he used to have me in the backyard practicing with him. But all this was years ago. You know, I still I still do a little, little something here and there, a little shadow muscle, just to stay in shape. You know, some type of shape anyway. You know, I am getting older. You know, if I stay in some type of shape, you know, I can I can keep somebody off me. I can knock you out, believe me. You know, straight up. Right, because someone definitely just said that um, when I first saw Fred, I said, SC don't have to worry about nothing, period. You know what I mean? I know that's how I feel, too. Someone said, I can see him working for WWE. I know, right? That's why I'm still tripping over the fact that SC's standing up and Fred's sitting down over there. I'm like, what's really going on? But y'all, I mean, but the dynamic of you two are, is, 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 is just beautiful and stuff together. And, you know, I just thought this would be really cool for everybody to see how you two talk and stuff. And really, people, this is all the time. Like when Fred talking about Essie being a sweetheart, I already told you that. But Fred, no, because he done known this lady for a long time. The cooking and stuff, she know. Because she be over there cooking stuff. Yeah, I'm over here making some cooking this and that. That's why I'm like, damn, I can't wait till I get out there to Nevada. I want some food, too. I'm coming to California. Fred's going to be me and you sitting there with our plates of food eating. Me and you, Fred, us, too. Because Fred think he just the only one going to be eating. I'm eating, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone, someone asked, "Is his name Fred too?" I was watching some of the interview, y'all, but I was out when he had met me in that that parking lot. I was on the phone, macking, but then when I see him, I was like, "Oh, big daddy!" I said, "Jesus, don't give me no man that I feel like I want to shock that and I, because he may have a short man complex. I wouldn't with nobody." And I was there talking, and he turned around, and I described it. I turned around, he was there. I was like, well, thank you, Jesus. You just went down the check line. Not knowing um, that instant that I would be with him 12 years later in the relationship. Um, so I heard Geneva ask this, so I'm going to put him on the spot. I'm going to put him on the spot. She asked, have we had sex in the last eight years? I'm listening. Like I said earlier, that's nobody's business. What we had as uh, far as sexual relations, that's no That's nobody's business. Well, have you had relations in the last eight years? Like I said, that's nobody's business. I plead the fifth on that. Oh, my God. Okay. And I say that I haven't. He pleads the fifth. And it's what it is. No problem. See how easy that was, ladies? I ain't come for it, dude. It's all right. Because at the end of the day, if you're friends and you love somebody from their heart, you can't look at them and you had a part of them. All this man loyalty, if nothing else, because how he protected me. I gave him his freedom because, like, I wasn't going to go on the road with him. I think he said something about that. I didn't know, dude. I was like, okay, this I'm your assignment. Okay. I did describe you, dude. I wanted you like that. I like big men. But I still wasn't going to go with him because I hadn't been in a relationship. Man, we 
maybe dead Lily was married, okay? But somewhere along the line, that changed. And if he leaves or he goes somewhere, I'm not worried about where he go because I know at the end of the day, I know where he'll be. And if he ain't, he'll let me know all that. I don't get to go nowhere, I'm gonna be honest with you. I pretty much stay where I am. But to protect the part, loyalty part, I've never had any of my husbands that I've been four times and me and Rerun was cool. Me and Fred was cool. I'm his widow. God made it for us to be cool. But I ain't never had that type of relationship, friendship that we could clown and stuff like that before. Like no man I've been with. Okay, wait a minute. I definitely got a question that I just thought about right now. But I'm not going to keep Fred on too long because people, y'all know how me and Essie could be on here for two and a half. Damn near three hours with this interview. But I don't even want to do Fred like that. But Fred, what I do want to ask you now, since y'all talking about this stuff, is if Essie started dating someone else now that y'all not together, you're divorced, but you're still friends, still her bodyguard, how would you feel about that? Nay, she deserves to be, she deserves that. She never, she never really, from what I understand, she never really been on a date, you know, so she can, that's all good. That's all fine and dandy, you know, as long as the dude's treating her strict, treating her, treating her okay. Because if he get out of line, I mean, I mean, hey, hey, I ain't gonna say nothing else. You know, I'm not finna, I'm not finna, I'm not, I'm not finna, I'm not finna let, I'm not finna let that happen. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's not, what, what you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna turn into this guy to execute. Get out of line. That's you, his you know alter ego. Let me show you his alter egos. Yeah. Get out of line. He turned into an eight. No, say my name wrong. Y'all back there talking like y'all finna come for me. Yeah. Okay. Come on. No, this is Yeah, I mean, you know, like she's always happy, but I know deep down inside, you know, she be feeling some kind of way about certain things. That's why she's always happy. You know what I'm saying? Every time I see her, she happy skipping around the house singing and all that, you know, I'll be like, damn. Okay, well, go on, sing over here, please. You know, but no, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy being around her. I truly believe that's either my assignment. Everybody here on this planet Earth, if you have any type of relationship with God, you have assignments to do. Essie's my assignment. She's one of my assignments. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be there, period. I'm being there. Essie, my question. right quick, my question for you is if, um, Fred found him a young, fine, little fine thing, about 40-some years old, just body, just tight and right and right and tight. And they started dating. How would you feel about that? If, if they can match uh, the comparison to the woman that I am, then I'm good with it. But you better be the comparison to the woman that I am because I'm all of that and damn son. Because even if we ain't in a relationship, he's still my bodyguard. He's still here. I would never step in the way of his happiness, but I would want to know who she is. Are you going to get up at two o'clock in the morning um, when when he's married? Whatever. And I'll cook for him now if he say two o'clock in the morning. It's just what it is. I mean, why can't I cook for him? I got to keep him healthy. Um, would you run his bath water? Would you make sure that he's okay? If he calls you to do something for him, would you help him? It was two times where Fred got really, really sick and I was here would you nurse him back to health? And it was two weeks of that. If she's all that, have at it, boo boo. Let's see, go at it. And you know what too, G? I mean, I ain't really even looking for nobody because there's nobody that can really fill their shoes. Not that I would try to compare anybody to her because there's nobody that could be compared oh to her. God. But I'm not, I'm not finna, uh, I don't, like I, like I said earlier, I don't chase, 
I don't chase after women. I don't, I've never really been into that. Do I like women? Love them to death. I think very highly of women. You know what I'm saying? But I've never been the type of guy to chase them. I don't get all goofy lied and all that. You know, if I if one just happened to come my way and I want I feel like dealing with them, I deal with them. If they feel like dealing with me, they don't, I'm gone. You know, I don't, I don't keep pressing the issue. I've never been like that because I never had to be like that. You know, but like you like I said, I'm not looking for anybody, you know, it's because I'm not married to Essie, you know. I'm I'm always be there for Essie, period. You know, she finds somebody else, I'm there. She called me, I'm there. Dude, get out of line, we're gonna have a talk like a man, like something a homeboy should have do while he calling her on the phone, calling out her name, like this little punk hiding behind the door, calling her out her name. Step to a man, come talk to the man about his woman since you want to hide behind the door. And then you got low self-esteem women on your page who ain't got no man, wishing they had a man trying to come against this woman because she's the way that she is, because she's outspoken, because she's going to speak her mind, because she's telling the truth. She's telling the truth in everything that she does, because if she wasn't telling the truth in everything that she said, these clowns would be coming out of the way that they are, you know, and they're making themselves look very stupid, intellectual morons. That's what you guys are. You guys are hyenas, intellectual morons, period. Period. Okay, now, now I'm just looking at Miss Barry in the background. Now, we're going to get off of here soon, but I'm looking at Miss Barry in the background, and I see that she's feeling some sort of type of way. I feel like there's probably something that she needs to say. Miss Barry, what do you got to say? Damn! Like, like... Like, this is my best friend, but like, like what he just said, like nobody can match my shoes. I was like, that's like deep, you know? Um, I think that's why I, I kept him. I stayed with him, made sure, like, we, and if he get in a relationship, we just talked about that, but just know, like those things y'all hear right now, I ain't never heard that before, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not a communicator. Look, see how I was playing around him? And look how he kept looking like that, you know what I'm saying? So when he just said that, I'm like, damn, my heart, my girl, tears start coming up for the crowd as well. I'm like, yeah, my body. Damn. I mean, it is what it is, you know, it's, it's real. I ain't got no time to sit up here and lie. You know, ain't nobody promised tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever you speak, you're going to be judged for your words. You're going to be rewarded for your words. If you can't speak nothing that's going to that's going to uplift our, anybody, you shouldn't be speaking them at all. But we also need to bust up ignorance. That needs to be brought to light. Ignorance. You know, and there's a lot of ignorance over there. And I just can't get off of that enough, you know. And it's just, it's, it's, don't piss me, don't piss me off. It's just really irritating. And it's just astounding to me how somebody can be that hateful to somebody that they never met, you know, just because she has a heart to look out for somebody. That they really, it's like, I'm like, wow, you know. And then you just gonna keep hiding. Like a little punk. Instead of fixing it Instead and making it right. It. You should have came and hollered at me like a man, dude. Man, this shit would've been over long road. This shit would've been, it would've been over long We could've discussed it, you know. As, as gentlemen, or if you want to go some other way with it, you could have went some other way with it, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody scared of anybody, straight up. And that is not a threat, so let me make that clear, because I will always have his no, back no, as no, of no, whatever. No, 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 I don't make threats. 
That's something that I don't do. I don't say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and no, I don't make threats. Because if I want to do something to you, I'd already done it. Straight up. Believe me. No joke. Okay, y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fred is looking into the soul of the camera. The soul of the internet should be shaking and scared right now because Fred ain't playing no games. So Tough t Teddy and Spooky Booty, you know he talking to you, Tough Teddy and Spooky Booty, and the rest of y'all. And um, let me just say this, because I see some people asking about y'all remarrying. Now, Essie already know how I feel about the marriage thing. Look, a paper don't mean nothing. The fact that y'all have got, I mean, like this speaks volumes right, right here. The fact that they done got divorced in 2019. So this is this whole paper thing. Remember the paper? You signed the paper, I'm married. You signed the paper, I'm divorced. 2019, they got a divorce. Technically, they shouldn't even be together, right? Technically, they should be arguing after a divorce. Technically, they should hate each other and be beefing. Technically, right now, Fred should be saying some awful, hateful things about Miss Barry just for the simple fact that since 2019, they signed that paper. They said that they're not together anymore. But the heart speaks volumes. The heart and what you really want overrules a paper anytime. So for me, y'all ain't even got to get remarried, go in there and sign another paper. Y'all, you know, I don't know if y'all still, I don't know what the hell going on. Y'all talking about that you're okay if each other go and date other people. But Essie is saying, but is he going to be the type of woman that I'm going to be? And Fred like, well, I ain't looking for nobody else because he know ain't nobody else going to compare. So what does that really mean? I don't know, people. But the people are asking, do you think that sometime in the future, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, that y'all might remarry? Just asking. I'll let him go first. You know, if that, if that is in God's divine order, that will happen. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm going to be here, you know, until I get assigned somewhere else. You know, like I, like I told you earlier, I'm really trying to get in touch with my spiritual part of me, you know, spiritual to the, uh, my spirit, because we all are spirits encased in flesh bodies, whether y'all want to believe it or not. And we do all have assignments, and there are, there's a higher calling that we have to answer to, you know what I'm saying? And so we need to stay Focus, keep focus on that at all times, you know. But if God orders it, it will be done. You know, I'm gonna be here, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna go outside this wheel and do that stupid, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. That's my family before I go. That that's my family right there. You know what I'm saying? Period. She ain't going nowhere, y'all. She ain't going nowhere, y'all. Um, he ain't going nowhere, but he plead the fifth. Okay, listen. Now, when I said that, that was deep what he said. You got to realize y'all see his face. He stays like this all the time. So it shocked me for him to say that. I was married to him. But keep it real, y'all, when he first met me, you got to realize, I mean, he I, I heard him. I didn't like, he saw me innocent. I am innocent. I don't do that unless somebody come for me. And he just told all my little secrets about me cooking and being nice and Geneva too. But it's like, now it doesn't matter because like he's still my bodyguard and we still friends so why wouldn't i make sure he okay if he said i'm not feeling good um he had the corona i didn't catch it he was down for two weeks y'all look how big this dude is what the heck how how am i going to pick him up by myself didn't get out the bed brought his food to him and i was scared and homie gonna say if i die just remember i love you and 
I was like, boy, you black. You ain't finna down my watch. I'm southern. You got me as quick as they be arresting black folks and your family don't like me either. They day sure gonna say, I did something to you, girl. 30 days it took me to get Fort Dorn back together, but I did it. See what I'm saying? About two or three times like that. I I, I try to be family if i'm family but now i realize family don't come in bloodline it comes for who you are because i really feel like you my sister geneva because friend you want to call to tell you hey you finna go on the internet and say something you finna make a video let me call geneva i'll be like what but i, I do respect geneva, that. i do that too for real see? yeah see? i do see i do she'd she be like see? somebody say something or she'll be trying to be, befriend one of these other people to be on there doing what y'all do and you know, she's like, I just got finished talking to so and so. So I said, Oh, you did? I said, Well, what you know about it? Oh, would they be on this? They, I said, That's what they say, right? I said, Have you really, you know, sat down and really looked into them and, you know, checked them out or whatever? She was like, Well, no, I just feel. I said, well, Okay, you just feel. I said, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Snitch. Yeah. So now I'm a snitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I said, I'm going to tell, tell Geneva, you know, and, you know, she, they be and, teaming up. He be teaming up. But hey, he hey. got the number in every phone in his house. You know, he got a phone number. You yeah. know, G, that everyone that's one of the ones that she reached out that she called herself communicating reached out to. What happened? They went sideways. You know, they got they, paid they, off they, by they, the trolls. Yeah. They got paid off by the stalkers. They got paid off with food. They got paid off with whatever. And I'm gonna be honest with you, to be what I done went through in the last four years. A person won't look like this. I'm just telling you. I had him. I had Geneva. I had our subscribers, which much love to you guys. I, I God is like the first in my life. He has always been. You don't see me take off on the internet, but I still know God at the end of the day. I pop off right now and then go ask Jesus for forgiveness, you know. But I still thank God for who I am as an individual. And with him, he when he said that assignment and by us being spiritual. I had to look at when I was asking God, God, please give me somebody I trust because I don't trust me and I don't trust anybody easy like that. I just don't. I'm comfortable with him. So that's good. If I want to go somewhere here, drop me off with my girlfriend, come get me, whatever. And he do whatever. But I still feel like it's a reason because look how he's named Fred and Fred Barry was named Fred. That I said, God, give me a side. When he said Fred, I was like, well, all right, then sign there. And he didn't have to marry me. I feel like when Fred, he loved me and he say in love. I don't know if he really know what in love with is not. He don't want me to make y'all explain that on this mic. But I'm saying that we will always love each other because of the simple fact how we met. And because of that, God bring people and people like a reason, a season and a lifetime. We're a lifetime. I'm cool with this because I ain't never had one of my husband cool with. I don't even know how to act been through everything together but if he were to find someone that would make him feel the way he needs to feel as a man because he is a king ladies he's a gem he's a prize he's a diamond you did but at the same time i had my issues he had issues we we both did our thing and i didn't want to come between his family and yet this is my family but i didn't want his family to not be with him or hate him or dislike him and not let him see his grandkids or the, the aunties don't like me or the sisters don't like me because I'm helping your brother because I'm making sure he okay like he makes sure I'm okay. I mean, I don't understand that. 
So if it was someone else that could fit those shoes and he could still have his family, but I don't know how we could even look at any of our family the same because the things they did to get paid off to stop me for this man, it made no sense. Hey, the family members, they didn't tow their drawers. You remember that saying y'all grandparents used to say back in the day? Y'all don't tow your drawers. I'm gone. I mean, you consider me gone anyway, so I'm gone. You know, the babies. I love you guys, nieces and nephews of all y'all. But y'all know you know who I'm talking to. I'm gone. He's saying that because y'all don't know his sister and, and she has his niece. And they came down on the page. They was all on the pages where they were being paid to be stalked to come at me. So let's just let's say Fred say come to him man to man, Steve. You couldn't come to do man to man because he's really saying what you are not. Fred sat there, and the only reason why I won't release a lot of those calls while he was talking like that is because I was clowning him and cussing him, and I should not have been doing that because Fred just said, don't even answer the phone. Steve know what he did. That's why he's not going to run me up in the court. But just to know these things have transpired, I've always had family behind me, but I knew who I was as an individual, and at that time, Fred told me shut up a lot of times. I, I mean, he did. I respected it, but he understood it. But if, if this man could have said, look, this Essie, she ain't, she ain't Mary, Marjorie, or Marsha, her name Essie with an E, then you should have fixed that a long time ago because what man going to be on the show like this and got his face calling me out my name on sites calling me out my name? There's a lot of bloggers on this internet and no bloggers are doing that kind of stuff on the internet and targeting me, you, and my family members or people, even my subscribers, Geneva. So we saying that because... It's bad when you have bloodline and he just read that card to you and then you know you can get somebody a Twinkie and $2 and then you can go get paid off to get on a content and lie to try to make someone look bad and you're only making yourself look bad. No, you know, probably on there because she don't have nothing else to do. She don't have no friends. You know what I'm saying? She's looking for acceptance from somebody. And they accepted her. Of course, they didn't accept her because they figure if they get to get to get to her and get to me, they'll be getting to you. You know what I'm saying? That's why I call them like intellectual morons. They don't know what to do. They're baffled. They're bewildered. You know, they losing their minds. You know, because they couldn't get to to us. And all y'all had to do was come out and me. Come to me as a man. You could have went to somebody and asked them how to be a man. Yeah, they could have went to. How can I cannot be a man so I can go talk to this man? And so he can he can ask his, his wife to uh get some type some type of uh res resolution. And tell her what you know what I'm saying. And tell her what. And I'm a conspiracy. You know what I'm saying. Of a conspiracy and extortionist. And let me ask you this: Did you ever know me doing something like that? Did, was there ever something transpired that I was even? I mean, I went in the shop when I was called that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Dude didn't care about nobody's life but his own. And now here we are, eight years later. And this right here, you guys, all that we're talking about now, you guys got to go back and listen to all other, the other videos from Geneva and see where this has transpired. Because 2013, he, we and him really, like, we were still bodyguard, but we weren't there. And when this man came to go after me, Steve Harvey, me and Fred was going to separate in 2013. But he came at me and started trying to stalk me and threaten me, all this other stuff. 
we stayed together and we still grow to better bond. And, and can I say everybody will be in a relationship like this? No. Do I like that his family is seen or pay other people and his family members to come at me? No. But they thought because they were negative, they thought because they were ugly, they thought because they were fed Twinkies and he bought out that I would just dog him. They call Fred and say, hey, can you stop Essie from talking a video or can you stop them? They put a video up about me. How can Fred stop somebody from putting the video up about his sisters? So when they put the videos up about Fred's sisters, then they turn around and call Fred. They had dog faces on them and everything. It was very high tech, Geneva No. So because Fred couldn't make me take some videos down and they knew I was connected to Fred, they went after Fred's sister. The sister that they went after is now on that stalker page talking trifling and stupid and for no reason. And this is his bloodline because she doesn't like me, but it doesn't matter. You want to be me and you got to really look at it. I had just came in. So I got to go back and hear the interview. The things that Fred said about me, I, I just told him to be honest and he has been, but this has been a lot on him. And I really want to thank him for just being the dude that he is because you don't find dudes like this every day, straight up. Right. I never look for a dude, so I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be trying to find dudes. I mean, okay. you might want to ask one of the dudes over there on one of the other pages. You might want to, if they try to find dudes. But we're going to leave that at that. We're going to leave that there. And just going to stay right there. You know, for a homeboy to get out the door. So okay. Yes, sir. Absolute Mundo. And right, so I do want to tell everybody this because I was telling Essie this earlier that I understood that this interview that I was doing with Fred for Essie and for Fred, and yes, his name is Fred, Fred, his name is Fred, 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 and that is her ex-husband slash bodyguard, ex-husband slash bodyguard. They got a divorce in 2019. I understood that for them, this interview was more personal. You know, that I understood that when they are talking, I know exactly who they're talking to because they feel a certain type of way because this is like people, family members coming out of the woodworks. But like I was telling Essie, but now I have to make sure that the people understand it. So for y'all, I just wanted you all to see how how this whole trolling thing, this internet trolling thing can just really go bad when family members and stuff start getting involved. Because we hear a lot of the times about just people trolling you and stalking you and stuff over the internet who don't know you, who just don't like you just because. But when actual family members come involved, and then it was just so unique and different for me because I would just expect that if it was family members getting involved, that they would probably be younger. You know what I mean? But to know that these are mature women and mature, or a lot of these women people, because uh, Fred did mention his niece, and I'm pretty sure his niece is younger. But the other, yeah, like mature people. And this is what y'all doing? Like you couldn't talk it over with your brother, stepbrother, Essie's sister couldn't have a conversation with her off camera, a text message, call, email, to be upset or argue with them off. You have to literally bring it on camera. So I, I just wanted you all to see that. But I understand for them, it's personal and they are directly talking to specific people about how they feel. Anything y'all want to say? And then I do want to also say this, that we're about to get off of here. So, so I want to give Fred and Essie any final words before I let them go. And then I'm going to say a few things to you all. And then I'm going to go. So Fred, Essie, y'all got something you want to say? Well, I just want to thank you for 
taking the time to you know, invite me on your into your closet, you know. And uh, I've never done this before. This is pretty, you know, I'm, I'm pretty cool, you know. But I had to say that. I had to get a lot of that stuff off my chest. Do I still got stuff on my chest? Yes, I do still got stuff on my chest. You know what I'm saying? Because I still I still can't wrap my head around how a person that calls himself a real man say and do the things that he said and done and then allow intellectual morons to use his likeness, his brand, so to speak, as they say it, and uh, to, come as, to come after a woman that he don't even know simply because this woman tried to look out for another woman who was being used and abused by her husband who happens to be somebody of uh, renowned, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's just sad. It's just bewildering. I don't, maybe a real man ain't never really stepped to you like that, you know? So like I said, my number is very obtainable. You know my location, because I just seen it on your videos. I don't run, I don't hide. Too big to hide, you know what I'm saying? So what's happening? You know, you need to holler at me, holler at me. You got my number. You probably got all three of my numbers. So you know basically he's saying it's a wrap. We done with Steve yeah, Harvey. Yeah, all wait, extra. Wait, yeah. If you come and do what you're going to do, we got to unleash. We're going to unleash. But other than that, we are going on with our lives, having a fun time if we can, living our best lives. Me and him, Geneva and Chad, and whoever else coming our pathway at that time, knowing that God is awesome. And I have to say, I've grown because of this. So just to let you know, y'all could have came to him as a man a long time ago, but this shouldn't have happened. And real men don't like when you try to come at real women. And I am real. I am a real friend. Okay, that's what they said. You, you was real eight years ago. So okay, so, man, so okay, but I'm still real. Are you real still man. real? I'm I don't still real. Right, right, you said it's been eight wait, years. Wait, so you was wait, real. Hey, she was real eight years ago. I don't know. I was you know like a real woman, not like real like oh, this. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Okay. <laughs> She's a real woman. This is what I go through. This is what I go through. Everybody in the chat, it was nice meeting y'all. You know, appreciate your comments, whether they was good, bad, or whatever, because I really can't see them like that. But I just want to just, just say that to you guys. You know, and Mr. Neva, I applaud you. I have utmost respect and love for you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for taking care of this one right here. So she's like, so now I have to split my assignment with you. You know what I'm saying? She's still going to be my assignment, but I have to split it with you now. You know what I'm saying? So I thank you guys. You know? So hey, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, I got to go. I'm going to go find me something. You hold me. I hold me. See y'all later. Bye, friend. <laughs> Okay, Geneva. I'm sorry about that. He was basically saying, like, I split my time. I'm glad she ain't wearing my damn nerves no more. I got Geneva over there. Hallelujah. I knew I asked him if he wanted a banana. He's like, no, I'm going over here to eat. Okay, I'm done. Love you guys. I enjoyed this interview. Um, we look to see more of you. Thank you, Geneva, again. And I Fred did good for his first time. He was really, really nervous. He was only at two hours before it was time to go on. Love you guys. God bless you. Sorry we didn't get the questions. We'll answer them later. Bye, Essie. Talk to you later, girl. Getting her out. 
and she's gone. That was a fabulous interview. I want to thank Fred Payne, Fred Payne, the bodyguard slash ex-husband of Essie Berry for coming here in Geneva's Closet. I just want to let you know, Fred, that you did, you did absolutely amazing. I know this was your first time on camera. I already know you was nervous, but I am very appreciative of you taking the time out to come in here and speak your truth and let us know about this whole Mary Harvey, Steve Harvey situation, how you met Essie, where the hell you from, this whole troll situation. And, you know, because we got a lot of insight from, um, Fred, um, his perspective of everything. So we've heard Essie's and y'all done heard a little bit of mine, but now you done heard what Fred had to say. So I really do appreciate that. And someone did ask me, because I'm trying to remember, somebody asked me that have nothing to do with this interview about the book that I read, Men Will Lie When the Truth Will Do. Where's that book at? Someone asked me about this book, Men Will Lie When the Truth Will Do, The King, His Queen, and His Other Woman written by Terry Smith, and you asked me, is there any more of these books? Not that I know of. I already had a hard enough time finding this one. This was the, oh my God, I'm dropping it everywhere. This was the only book. This is the book. This is the only one that I found. And so, yeah, you would have to totally go look it up and see if you can find another one. I found that one on Amazon, and when I found it, it said the only book. And as a matter of fact, it, it also said um, it was a used book, even though it came looking brand new, but it said used. It wasn't even a brand new book. So, yeah, that's all that I know about that one. But anyway, like I said, this was a fabulous, wonderful interview. Yes, thank you so much, people. Um, I enjoyed talking to you. And how do I end my stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to remember how to end myself. Um, thank you, everybody, for watching this video. And could you please like and share this video and subscribe to Geneva's Closet if you haven't already done so right here on YouTube. And you can follow me on Facebook at what? At Geneva's Closet. And you can email me at Geneva's Closet 22 at gmail.com. You all have a fabulous evening, and I will talk to you later, people. Bye.